Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Ray Liotta died. Yeah. That sucks. I didn't think he was going to die. I, Ever. Uh, wait, did we really start the podcast with this? Hold on. I mean, I mean we don't have to. We don't have but... to. I can start it at any time. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, that's sad, right? It's 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 oh, yeah. worth talking about. I just R. like R. to know Ray where we're at. What's going on? You know? It's cool. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> Sorry, I, I, t- I too I was convinced that Ray Liotta would never die. Um, yeah, I thought he'd die. One look at, uh, one look I, at the... I thought I'd die before him. Yeah. Yeah. One look at the pistol whipping scene in Goodfellas. I'm like, well, he's going to outlive me and everyone I know. Yeah. In fact, he. it feels like he was going to be the person to kill me. Yeah. Like, I I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and he'd a, do that crazy sh- laugh during the killing. The crazy oh, laugh absolutely. from Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, now he's doing that laugh with the angels yeah. now. <laughs> he's, he's creeping out God. He's, he's pistol whipping the angels. <laughs> Oh man! What if, what if like when an angel tries to do that laugh, it's too beautiful and it can't, so you just get singing, you know? Like ah, right, I can't make right. that noise. Some an angel shoot. Yeah, <laughs> and now they have Ray Liotta finally, <laughs> yeah, to do it for them. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is <laughs> to teach subsequent choirs of angels how to do the Goodfellas laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this elaborate afterlife mythology we have built around Ray Liotta is really Ray Liotta. really appealing. Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Welcome to episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. Oh, Hypecast. It is the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And hey, it's me, Alex Schmidt. It's great to be hey, here. Alex. Yeah. Alex, from, from the future, you're joining us. Oh, yeah, you're, you're in the you're, future. You're several hours in the future, and I've got to ask, Alex, right. how are things there? You know, similar. They're pretty <laughs> similar. similar, but you can get a New York slice, so that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> so we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Alex, how are you? How's your day going? It's fine. I, I, I was thinking I might be the first Hypecast guest since you guys hit that 10,000 benchmark thing and congratulations that's amazing oh thank oh, you thank you everybody just... listening knows and is thrilled but like it, it's awesome yeah. it, it's it's the best thing oh thank it you is. so much i'm man. happy yeah I, we just i think we you just, are the uh, first guest yeah yeah we we did just dip under it again that's you know that's how patreon goes yeah um, oh, yeah sure 
we're floating around it, which is which is nice. It is wonderful. It's uh, we're, yeah. we're circling it like a shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you all. Uh, Alex, I was just listening to your latest podcast about uh, menstrual pads. Oh, thanks. Uh, that's yeah. very, very good. Very good stuff. Oh, yeah. I haven't uh, listened to the episode yet. Um, yeah, I, I did just learn doing a weird history episode that the it was, oh, shit. They were like an accidental invention that came out of World War One, I, I believe. Yeah, really? the, the modern kind, the good kind. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, no, that that whole topic, like it was, it was a suggested topic, and I'm really glad they suggested it because I never would have thought to do it. And then I learned a lot. Like I, I sat down and realized I know very little about what ladies do for their periods in general because I have just been socialized that way. And yeah, you can you can just go learn that. Everyone should have to make an entire podcast about it and then learn it. You know, yeah. it's mm. good. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's it's yeah, it's kind of a important subject to cover in a podcast this is by the way secretly incredibly fascinating yeah you right? know what go, yeah. ahead, do, your, your go ahead and do your plug now alex go ahead and do it now oh i <laughs> no, I, appreciate I, I figured we yeah we'd plug it because we're talking about yeah, it yeah yeah no but I, I i i you know some of our friends have been doing the plugs at the beginning and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing so yeah right well, listen yeah. to alex's show it's really incredibly fascinating yeah each each yeah, one's I about mean, a, a topic that people think is like ordinary or boring or else they've just never thought about it much and so that was a perfect one for i think especially uh people who identify as male such as myself because we're at least in the u.s i i was just never like walked through menstrual pads it was just like right. that's for ladies you'll never need to know or or have women and, in your life or anything, there is like know? a it's yeah whatever. it's yeah little boys i don't know what it, the experience is for uh uh girls growing up obviously but uh for for boys it was like they shielded anything to do with girls puberty or, or anything like that. Even when right. I up into a teenager doing like sex ed and, and health family life and in high school, they shielded us from that. Like it were, like they were crime scene photos. Like they didn't want us to know anything about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, we're so I weirdly a, puritanical about it. Yeah. yeah. I had a fairly like a co-ed and a fairly progressive sex ed in elementary school in like sixth grade oh. and i still they still teach a shit about menstrual pads like they they taught us about you know menstruation and all that but they like the the actual like uh devices needed uh, i yeah. still was unclear about and so yeah it's weird how even in that and even in a more liberal situation they still shied away from it uh it's weird right. and it's it's so normal it's so like everything's normal but but it's such a just basic functional tool that approximately right. half the population uses and and yeah. the rest of us and approximately the other half were like just expected to miss it you know like you won't need to know you won't meet a woman or anything it's cool it's right cool. it's fine <laughs> right and then some you'll never you'll and then never some of those people grow up and uh become lawmakers yeah uh, it's true <laughs> Uh, anyway. menstrual cast <laughs> um no we we talk about movies here usually yeah, usually <laughs> so it's been a weird week what i'm leaving yeah. i thought this was pads part two hold on i'm sorry i'm sorry i can't believe it. Oh, it, it was right there it was yeah. right there yeah <laughs> um uh. no no yeah uh, we we could have we could have segued from our Patreon hitting that subscriber count to thanking our producers, but we didn't. 
We we went down the avenue <laughs> of menstrual pads. We were Dave. We're playing four dimensional chess. Yeah. Nay, I think always. we've discovered the fifth dimension. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, before we get to the latest trailers, and boy, there are a lot. I kept emailing There's you guys because they wouldn't lot. stop. You son of a bitch. Yeah, no, because the Damn. Disney had one of their celebration events today, so they were just fucking creaming out trailers. Oh. Right, so I just kept getting them and being like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. and adding them. Um, but yeah, we have some producers to thank first, so I'll start us off. Um, Do it. Big big thank you to Hombre. Hombre. Uh, hombre. Thank you to Heathcliff's helping handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Left. Thanks so much. Thank you to Samuel Beckett's Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Ryan, the silly money goose. Honk honk. Thank you to thank you to Snapper Car punches God in the dick. He sure does. Thank you to at Nerd thank Numbers. You. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you so much. Thank you to DJ Finney. Work it, work it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Toot toot. Thank you to Brockway loves the meat Millie. Uh, he sure does. Mm. And thank you to David Knife, Knife Boot Henson. Thank you. All right, let me swoop in here and take over. Thank you to Crumblebee. Thank, thank you to Screaming Arse Pyramid. Thank, thank you to Look you. Bomb on a podcast. Thank, thank you to Seismic you. Charge Noise. Bwam. Thank you to Deborah's Bwam. Awesome. Barbara's Great and Cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. So Thank ma- you. so many bees. I never noticed uh, oh, yeah. until today. And Dave, that will come back later. Thank you to Breezy Ruiz. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to Davy Francis Nine. Davy goes to hell. Thank you. Thank you to MVB. Thank you very much. Whew. What All a right. lineup. I know. I know. Oh, it's a real murderer's row. Yeah. And we got a deep bench. Uh, winners in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our first trailer is for Andor. Yes. Uh, which I thought was like a planet, and I realized, oh, that's the character You're from close. Rogue, Rogue One. The forest moon of Andor. I, yeah, that's, that's probably what did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did the same thing. It also, for some reason you know, our minds hang on to information in a sort of random way sometimes. And I was like, yeah. was Endora the mom on Bewitched? And she was. I don't know why I yeah, remember that. Yeah, she was, that. yeah. I should remember she anything was. else. Yeah. I love it when that happens, where it's you, you retained information in your life that you, you have no business retaining. It's just there in your brain. Yeah, I don't want it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It'll, it's, it wants you, though. It'll always stay there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is... Yeah, I... I wrote in my in our notes that this feels like it was pitched as Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get that vibe at least from the trailer? Yes. Yeah, I think uh, so. which I don't. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. No, actually, I was gonna say I've. This is a spinoff of Rogue One. I've still never seen Rogue One, uh, but this is the the show's gonna focus on Diego Luna's character from that movie. Um, this trailer looks pretty good. Like this is, if to me. This is the most interested I've been in in a Star Wars thing uh, since the, the initial announcement of, of Mandalorian. Like this, even though this is like a, a you know like a prequel spinoff, um, so it, it's going to fall into the similar categories uh, of uh, like Obi Wan and and what like the second season of Mandalorian was doing and Boba Fett, where it's a lot of like uh, member berries of previous Star Wars stuff. But like this is covering a period. 
of like in between the prequels and and the the original trilogy that I think is really interesting to explore and it's exploring like it's 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 around uh Diego Luna's character but he's barely in the trailer it's focusing on all these other people that are just like yeah. normal people as the empire's rising to power and starting to like crush the rest of the galaxy under its boot heel like this looks really interesting and it's just a, a like a story we haven't yeah. really seen in Star Wars yet it's so like honestly like pretty on board for what this sh- at least what this trailer uh is is representing the show as for sure yeah i um i think the fact that it's so distant from the you know the skywalkers mm-hmm. helps um yeah it also occurs to me um i had a conversation with cody about this where like things they could have done with the new movies that they didn't and one of the things that lucas did in the prequels i would I would say portly. And in fact, he is mocked for it often is the fact that the prequels are like bogged down with like trade negotiations and stuff. <laughs> um, and it's, it like can't decide if it's for kids or if it wants to do these long they're, Senate scenes. They're really over dense with plot. Yeah. Right. But what, what he could have done with the prequels. And I, I would, again, I, maybe he was trying to is show like a slow slide into fascism. Right. Uh, into like how did it come to this? Yeah, and this feels like it's kind of political too, but in a better way. Where like, like they could have done that with the new Star Wars, where they could have done like a, like the reason why they they for some reason haven't heard of these heroes anymore is that they're like, there's like a huge propaganda campaign. Like if you'd started the characters, like. In like in almost a dystopian bubble, you know, having learned very little, like they they could have done something like that with the new ones, and it feels like they could do something like that with this, which is like, oh yeah, it feels like this is like people who are uh, d- like directly dealing with uh, the empire and like having to like live under their watch, and I think that's a really good aspect to cover with Star Wars, right? If that is yeah. what this is, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, it's, it seems like a really cool way to go, especially if this is a whole TV show where they can go. Because maybe that's a limit on Lucas with the prequels. Like he just he had, I don't know, six seven hours, but he didn't have a whole show to just keep going and going and going about day to day life and little politics and stuff. Like that, yeah, that seems like an opportunity. It could be good in the ways that a lot of the extended universe stuff was good back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just get away from the goddamn Skywalkers. It's all I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Please. There <laughs> are other stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's interesting that people have commented on, because there's now news that there's a show called Star Wars Skeleton Crew. I don't know what that is. Yeah, but I guess I. John Favreau's involved, and they just uh, announced that Jude Law is joining the cast. Uh, okay. He could play a skeleton. What's inter- I can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's oh, very, yeah. He's, he's very, very skeletal. skeletal. He looks like his skeletal's about to burst out of his face at any minute. Yeah. And he's like yeah. a sexy skeleton. He's a, yeah. a powerfully mm-hmm. sexy skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hot skull. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a very runny skeleton. Like he oozes, <laughs> but in a sexual way. <laughs> right. Like I, wax. I guess, you know, like wax. I think. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got there. A waxy skeleton. A waxy man. skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Um, it. Uh, it, so I just looking up the plot, it'll focus on a group of kids around 10 years old from a tiny little planet who get lost in the Star Wars galaxy. 
Sure. Uh, they oh, said it's not necessarily for kids. Is that the John Watts this one? Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. They're saying it's not necessarily for kids, so it could be like an Adventure Kids type thing, like Goonies in space. Um, what I was getting at is they didn't. They don't mention any movies. There, there's no like. It's all shows. Uh, yeah. It's all shows. Yeah, so all Star shows. Wars is just a TV show now, which is so weird. It is. Uh, yeah. But it's they clear <laughs> seriously. It's after Solo didn't do the numbers they wanted them to do, and you know Rise of Skywalker shat the bed as well they're really and mandalorian is what's taking off so they really are just shifting everything to disney plus shows right now yeah i can see here's something i wanted to point out yeah. uh if it's a like they're doing a this is what i hope for because okay so like they star wars skeleton crew starring jude law and a bunch of kids and they're like it's a it's a kid show but it's not this it, it stars a bunch of kids but it's not necessarily a kid show and it's the one that's being created by John Watts, who did all the Spider-Man movies, all the new Spider-Man movies. But he also did Cop Car, which, oh, yeah. also, which also stars two kids, but it's not a kid's movie. Right. <laughs> so I'm hoping this is like the cop car of the Star Wars universe. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, when, oh, yeah, when you said 10-year-olds lost in a Star Wars universe, my first immediate thought was really dark. It was like, oh, the kids are going to die. Like that, that doesn't <laughs> sound like a fun thing to watch at all. <laughs> but no maybe they hope. have an angle at it. <laughs> it's really dangerous yeah. for kids. Uh, it's yeah. bad. See how many things no. try to eat Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon the first seven yeah. minutes they're on Naboo? Just look yeah. at Anakin Skywalker's early yeah, life. The fucking disaster. pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they, I don't know. This, they this, all, they this... all get abducted and enslaved by Watto in the first ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh we i want a watto show everybody wants a yeah. watto show yeah. that's um, that's the show with the ray liotta goodfellas laugh that's where you yeah get you're Hallie right you a Fuck, we could have had mm, ray liotta should have played watto yeah not <laughs> like not done and not, any made no attempt to change his voice nope no cgi either <laughs> no <I can't. laughs> just ray just liotta <laughs> In a leather jacket. Oh my god! Can you imagine? That... Can you imagine the scene where he's like, I, 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 "Credits are no good out here. I need something more real." And then Qui Gon goes like, "Credits will be fine." And Ray Liotta just staring at him dead ass, like, "Yeah, yeah what are you doing? No, no, no! I said I need real money. You piece of shit! What are you waving your hands at him with a blaster?" <laughs> oh my god! Why didn't they do that? Him. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking Jedi! Your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. It's so oh it's so perfect yeah um but yeah Obi-Wan just Andor. uncomfortably looking around to see if anybody's gonna do anything about this <laughs> yeah actually no way obi-wan wasn't even there qui-gon to be on his own shit yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. wato's gonna yeah. <laughs> the next scene is like wato having anakin go out into the desert and dig a hole yeah hard cut to qui-gon's funeral scene uh, at the end <laughs> uh, amazing they're like was it a sith and like no it's just some guy pistol whipped him in the desert <laughs> fucking R- ray oh, liotta ray, ray liotta ray liotta sounds like a george lucas character yeah honestly yeah. Change oh, well. no cgi whatsoever but do give him the two tiny little wings yeah <laughs> <laughs> Full of ideas. Oh, damn it. 
Uh, any other thoughts about Andor? No, just that I miss Ray Liotta. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Listen. that's about it. It, it looks like a cool show. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It, re- it like it honestly really does. Like the trailer was very effective. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this looks good. Um, speaking of, uh, I don't know, trailers mm-hmm. uh, from Lucas uh, Willow, the TV oh, series. Oh yeah, first trailer. From Jonathan Kasdan, the uh, the uh, Son of uh, writer of, of Dawson's Creek. Is he related to like Lawrence Kasdan? Does Freaks. everyone know he this? Is, I don't know. He is Lawrence Kasdan's son, yeah. Okay. Is he really? Yeah. Uh, pretty sh- Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. And I'm looking on his <laughs> Wikipedia. So they're, pe- they're all right. That's that's fair. It, it's like how uh, I mean... Skywalker's always pop up, but with real life. Like it has yeah, to like, yeah. exactly. involve them. Yeah. <laughs> he also apparently wrote so oh so he Jonathan Kasdan wrote Solo. Uh he wrote this and he's he wrote the next Indiana Jones, which they just put out that production still for. Yep. Uh so mm. that's interesting. And yeah, this is uh with Warwick Davis, the um Man, I should you know, Willow's I, back. You know, if I if I could do it all again going back, I would have probably tried harder to be Lawrence Kasdan's son. Yeah. It seems to be working out really well for him. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what is our relationship to Willow? I love Willow, so I'm nice. unreasonably excited for this. When the when the score, the the, the original score hit, I was like, Grr! and when you see Joanne Wally in the movie, I was like, yeah. And you see I've some of Willow's old, old friends in there, I was like, Grr! it's uh, quite good, <laughs> quite good, Alex. I think you'd That's be cool. into it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was the story of it was Lucas wanted to make Lord of the Rings but couldn't get the rights. Oh. So he made yeah. Does it feel uh, distinct and separate enough from that? Oh, very book? much. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 really only similar in that it's a fantasy movie where the main character is a little person. Okay. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of where the similarities end. <laughs> Yeah, Val Kilmer, you could argue, is like the Aragorn, like, uh, but not really <laughs> either. Yeah, not uh, really. Okay. It's like a Han Solo more than Aragorn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Apparently, John M. Chu has uh, directed the pilot episode as the director of G.I. Joe Retaliation. Sure. And okay. uh, other things. Now You See Me. Uh, or so, I'm sorry. Now You See Me too. Uh, and crazy rich a- Asians. Yeah, so, uh, like, like he's done, he's done good <laughs> things too. He's done good things as well. Um, when this this trailer, it appeared to be a sequel to the previous. Like I've heard of Willow, and they were talking about the, the, the characters kept talking about like the return of characters. It seemed like they're building on the original. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. This is definitely like a continuation of it. I appreciate that because. You know, Willow didn't do well, and there's this nostalgia for it, but it's a limited nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that they're like, "Ah, fuck it," <laughs> for the fans. I mean, honestly, for, they're not they're not yeah. making Willow yeah. for a new generation of fans. No, no, but they could have tried. They seriously, I could see them trying something like that. Yeah, and there's a uh, little so bit of I, that. There's a there's a new cast of of young characters in this. Uh, yeah. You know, I also I kind of I not that I have seen Willow, but I like that it's not a prequel. I like that it's a, a, like like time is moving forward with this. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. 
I also I also enjoy that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I also like remembering how young Warwick Davis is because I it's that thing where he was like he was like a ch- practically a child when th- he filmed uh, Willow. He, yeah, I think he was a teenager in in Return of the Jedi. Right. So it always oh. uh, he always feels like he should be older, but he's only like fifty. Yeah. Um. Just yeah, based off his credits. Yeah, it's like Nicholas Cage wow. is the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's been in movies for 40 years, but started as a teenager, so not as old as you expect him to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Plus, the ship so from I, his home planet, there was probably some relativity stuff, you know, that oh, yeah, alters for how sure. old or young he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven years here is like a year of Nicolas Cage time mm-hmm. in general. And then you got to flip um, through a bookcase and haunt your daughter. It's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I want this to I I want I think this will be good, but I also want it to succeed. Uh, I don't I don't know. I'm rooting for Willow because Willow feels like a real underdog. Yeah. Series. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So I you know, let's let's get more Willow. Let's get a whole Willow universe going. Oh, please, Fuck can it. we? Yeah. This Nintendo uh, game was so hard. But oh, I really? played it over and over again anyway. Yeah, it was it was basically a Zelda clone. Oh, uh, okay. It's like a top-down oh, RPG. Yeah, was it, it, the it, people, the guy, the guy who like wrote the first Zelda game was influenced by the books of Lord of the Rings. So that all lines up. It's cool. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that checks out. So yeah, <laughs> that's acceptable. Mm. <laughs> um, well, the next trailer. God damn, we have so many headliners here. I know. Uh, Jesus Christ. The next trailer is for Thor Love and Thunder, starring Christian yeah. Barrow as Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, really, it really is just Marilyn Manson from the Beautiful People video. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, he, he's like that character in the comic is like a fucking ghoul, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he's uh, like... Gore the God Killer, I think is what he's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they yeah. anyway. Well, they that changed his look. Doesn't sound right. Yeah. Nah. Honestly, <laughs> sounds like he likes to party. Look at him, spidering yeah. through this trailer. <laughs> he really is. But that's really like we don't have to spend too much time on it, I suppose, because that's we've already covered. I think two or three of these trailers. Uh, this is just probably like the first one that's showing Christian Bale and also giving us a little bit more info about like how Jane Foster is suddenly Thor. It's it's really just like I don't know more of of the same trailer we've seen um mm-hmm. i mean i'm still i'm still hooked i still definitely want to see this movie oh we get to see russell crowe for the first time in this too yeah is um, he zeus or something i was he is about yeah. his he okay. is zeus yeah. yeah so we're just doing all the gods of of some ancient peoples cool i'm into it yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I expect yeah, that's, and that's probably how Christian Bale's character will figure into it because this whole thing is I'm gonna I'm kill me some gods. Right. Wow. We're gonna get the multiverse. He's gonna, of he's gods, gonna Kratos yeah. his way through this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I noticed <laughs> that with um, Thanos as well. As I realized, like he's just doing a Kratos adventure. Like if we were playing a God of War, we'd be rooting for Thanos. You'd be playing uh, as Thanos. Yeah. You'd be playing as Thanos. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then yeah. same, yeah, same feeling huh. with Christian Bale in this. Um, yeah, I don't know, Alex. You have any? You have any thoughts on this? Like we've we've talked about it plenty, but you you might not have. So I I feel like I like the Thor movies more than most other people. I think they're awesome. Uh, the the three oh, of, yeah. like the second one is just okay, and then the first and third 
rule. They're both really fun, really great. They're they're like a Superman movie in a good way and in an upbeat way that that Superman movies are not. So I'm I'm really I, down for this in general. It I looks agree. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel the same way. I really liked that first one. Second one was just kind of fine, and the third one is awesome. Yeah, yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. The first. You know. The first is definitely they leaned on humor more than I think people remember because I I rewatched it recently it's and they pretty funny they they crocodile Dundee is ass yeah. and it's it's fun oh it's what true else? yeah yeah, what, yeah. Uh, what else would you do it's like the the yeah that's funny as shit get like actual Thor but make him hang out in New Mexico in in modern times it's funny as hell yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he should have. He should have gone to the big city as well. But what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then of course Taika taking over and uh, you know killing it. So yeah, it, it's this is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's it's gonna be I, great. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. It's smart to make Christian Bale this villain. It, it. I feel like there's always with Marvel, right? Like I assume they reach out to these actors, and like I know that. Um, uh what's his name who plays loki uh yeah no no uh, sorry i'm thinking of benedict cumberbatch was originally offered the villain in thor 2 i believe and he was like nah i'm holding out so i feel like they have this system where it's like okay hey really good actor uh do you want a lot of money or do you want like a like (laughs) do you want just like a small amount of money uh and be in one film you want to be a villain or you want to you want to be a hero for some of these, so Christian Bale, it's like, yeah, it was it was a matter of time before they grabbed him, right? Yeah, I, I guess from so. what my understanding is is like he's one of the he was one of the big like gets I guess for a while. Like so, there's like so you know people like him, like obviously like a Will Smith, uh, Tom Cruise, and like Nicolas Cage. Like I I think those are all like names that I've heard thrown around of people that they're like really trying to get to be yeah. in the MCU. Oh, I'm and, sure, and yeah. Ke- uh, Keanu Reeves, of course. Right. Um, and I feel like they're like any time, uh, man, if, if you're ever interested, you I th- know, like I think, our... I think the what did it for Christian Bale is everybody wants to work with Taika Waititi right now. <laughs> right. And so, so that's what I was going to get to. The only thing I'm frustrated about is I, I hope he works with him again in a comedic role, because I don't think Christian Bale's a very funny guy. I just don't like I don't I, he's a good actor so he can be funny but you know what I mean is like he doesn't yeah. strike me as a guy who's naturally With like comedic instincts yeah exactly but like you know he's funny in American Psycho you know he he can be funny uh yeah he can if be somebody silly. writes it yeah yeah he can right and so yeah. I just imagine fucking Taika doing uh, a fucking kind of like Carl Urban was in um the oh, Thor before this Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. and, or Star Trek, yeah. Where it's another guy who it's like, I don't know what their sense of humor is, but they can do comedy when the right person kind of uh, gives them stuff to do. So I just, I don't know. I want to see that pairing, and he it looks like he's just playing a very serious uh, villain in this. Mm, like, yeah. I feel like he's playing, like, generic Marvel villain. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see more of it. It's because it, that sure. was, like, a similar thing with, like, um, Angelina Jolie was a big get for them and she's right. she's oh, playing then, yeah. this extremely supporting character in the Eternals. so yeah uh and, yeah, yeah i, I feel know. like for some of them they're just like yeah i want to i want a new vacation house yeah uh, that could be yeah like francis yeah. mcdormand and transformers 3 <laughs> yeah exactly but like i i i just I, I i feel like marvel villains tend to have this problem sometimes you know where they feel interchangeable 
Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're just they're like they're generic real, serious person. They're real modular a lot of the time. Yeah. You can just kind of swap yeah. any of them out. And I feel like it's often a waste of that particular actor, you know, compared to, yeah, characters like Loki, where they, they give them a lot to do. And that's probably, yeah, I, th- I feel like it might have something to do with the actors, too, and the deals they make with them. Uh, but yeah, again, we haven't seen the movie, so maybe he's a delight. Maybe he's the next. Maybe he's the next Thanos. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, he's going to be on all the hot topic teas. <laughs> uh, next trailer. My God. I know we're th- we're fucking three trailers in. We got it. <laughs> yeah, there's Mission so many. Impossible. You guys. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oof. Yeah, man. Is this the same director as always? Yeah. McQuarrie? This is McQuarrie, yeah. I believe, yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I... So I, I love the James Bond films, and and probably not even for good reasons. I just... I just uh, they were a building block of my childhood. And yeah. Mission Impossible movies are like... It, it, they're like in between movies for me like while i'm awaiting new james bonds i consume mission impossible and they're totally fine you know but yeah I, I, this one the the latest couple james bond movies were all uh to me too serious and too narratively interconnected with each other and it looks like this movie called dead reckoning part one is like copying that in a in a detrimental way i don't think it's gonna be very good yeah so I agree with you. Interesting. I, I think so. I Christopher McQuarrie, uh, he's great. He wrote he wrote a Usual Suspects. You know, he's obviously very very talented. Um, I've t- said this before: is the Mission Impossible's I would argue got less interesting when they just stuck to the same director, much like the Harry Potters did with what's his name, where it's oh, like David Yates, yeah, David Yates, who again, good director, nothing yeah, against cool. him, yeah. But there was something cool when they were like switching directors and picking really interesting people. And now they just sort of settled on McQuarrie and they're like, eh, you forever now. And it's like, eh, yeah. I don't know. Bring, uh, do, do, do some fun shit. Um, yeah. I will say that I think I'm pretty sure this is the last two, right? Yeah, probably. It's, yeah. It, it, it's gotta be. Yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise is mortal. You know, it's gotta be. He's, he is going to be 60 this summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're bringing back Kittredge. They sure are. <laughs> He's um, all over this cool. trailer. Yeah, yeah I would also argue a lot of the imagery from this uh, is from mm-hmm. the original, the mm-hmm. first film. The train. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're clearly yeah. aware. They're clearly like making, I don't know, a little homages to the first film, which is so different. So, so different in tone than these are. Uh, yeah. And I think it might be like that latest Bond thing where they're like, can you believe Blofeld's back? But it's in this package that is such a different vibe and tone from Blofeld, who was like kind right. of funny. And, uh, you know, it was a totally different thing way back when. And, and I, I don't need them to like name check people from the totally different style several movies ago. It, it doesn't help me that much. Yeah. I think the stunts are always amazing in Bond and this. Um, yeah. There's always a lot of memorable moments, and Bond especially has some amazing cinematography. Uh, oh yeah, but they start to bleed together. I think this new era for me, where like I I can't remember which movie is which because 
because they're you know they're sticking with the same directors and everything looks a little samey i just start yeah. forgetting like which movie is which and i can't the story i couldn't possibly keep track of right oh yeah i don't know i just these are movies <laughs> yeah. that i love these movies <laughs> i go to see them i have a great time i never think about them again yeah same here that's exactly yeah. the same but I, I guess what I walk I'm out saying and is, I'm like, I can't wait to see Daniel Craig do some stuff. You know, like it's <laughs> yeah, fine, but yeah, it's yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, for Mission Possible specifically, it wasn't always like that. I thought like the first True. three or four were films that stuck with me and that they felt very different because they were very different. Yeah. Whereas the rest of them have are all like just one big movie. That exactly what you say, Tom. I enjoy the shit out of them. Uh, and then I forget them forever. Carrie Elways is in this one. Is he the villain? Probably. Yeah. Mm. Or a, mm. a villain. I had. I remember. I think. Uh, okay. No, that's vice versa. I think. I, I'm. I'm getting my movies mixed up now. I think Nicholas Holt was supposed to be the villain. In either. I think it's Mission Impossible. Right. But had to. Had to back out for some reason. I think I'm. Uh, now I can't even remember. So scratch, scratch what I, what I said. <laughs> right. And the big stunt they're advertising for now is that, and that Tom Cruise clearly did himself, which is the base jumping and the the motorcycle. Oh, the motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to imagine that. Yeah. The, the, how they were talking about how he's going to go to space. How is that not for one of these? <laughs> like that's that's so weird that they might do a scene with that's Tom Cruise Jerry in Maguire space. Too. Jerry Maguire too. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, it better be. be. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god! Sorry, that would be great. <laughs> Just him doing a spacewalk, screaming, "Show me the money!" Yeah, like an Arizona Cardinals that. wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jerry Maguire goes to space. Um. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it feels like we're all kind of on the same page with this one. Yeah, I don't have yeah, anything. All, it's going to be like well crafted and impressive, but it comes out in apparently July of 2023, and I'm I'm not going to think about it between now and then. Like no, it, it'll it'll come, and that's fine. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, on the same subject uh, subject of like action, I guess, uh, the Gray Man with uh, little Gosling. And Chris Evans' and, mustache. And Chris, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that his mustache is the most notable thing about this trailer to me. Yeah, yeah. They even fun. mention yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the Russo brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I liked their, I, I liked their the one they produced the uh, um, the one with Chris Hemsworth and I can't even remember what it's called now. Um, extraction. He, extraction. Yeah. There you go. I liked that well, one. Uh, this one looks worse than that movie. Like it looks. Well, it, if you recall, Extraction had stunts. Yeah, because it's, it's, uh, it's directed by a stunt coordinator, I believe. Um, yeah. This movie is. It mm. looks very. This this movie looks like Diet Marvel. Uh, so right. it's basically Marvel <laughs> without any of the things that make Marvel interesting, which is the characters we all like. Yeah, it reminds me of Infinite, where Infinite is a film that did a bunch of CGI stunts. And remember that like Tony Stark drone scene in Infinite? Yeah. Where it was like, oh, you're trying to be a Marvel film, but you're not superheroes. So it just feels... <sighs> it. It's... I've, I've said it before. I think 
when we look back at old eighties movies and we, there's always like something that's really cheesy to us or the nineties, the way the nineties treated VR, you know, mm-hmm. I think that Marvel look that like Tony Stark computer stuff is going to be seen the same way. Uh, I wow, think yeah. there, yeah, I think, I think it works in Marvel, but I think there's a lot of instincts like CGI, like car stunts there in this, or like I marked it at like one Oh seven, there's a wire stunt where a guy jumps onto the top of a car and it looks like he's flying it. He, they make him jump this impossible jump. That's the sort of stuff that like, I think we're going to laugh at in, uh, in the future. Um, I just think yeah. that style is, it works in Marvel and then it's bleeding out and like, yeah, this movie looked interesting in terms of the characters, but like the stunts I thought looked terrible is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, it looks I, yeah. cartoonish in a way that doesn't help uh, when it's not superheroes, for sure. Yeah, when Sorry. it's just people. Alex, you were going to say? Oh, no, I, I I agree with that. And and, and also, whatever the plot is, I, I could kind of follow what was happening. There was some kind of bounty hunter, some agent trying to kill another agent thing, but it wasn't distinctive enough to take my head out of, oh, it's Chris Evans, it's probably a superhero movie, you know? Like, like right, just, to, right. just as a a human animal watching a trailer. I was like, is this, is this more Captain America or something? Even with the mustache? Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I will say that like, despite all that, like there are old cheesy nineties and eighties movies I love. And this has fucking mm. Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans who should, they should do a face off remake. Um, but like, <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if their if their chemistry is there, uh, you know, maybe maybe people will really enjoy it. You know, uh, but as an action film, which is what this advertises more than the story, like the action that they're showing off, I'm just like that is, yeah. Congratulations on doing that thing in a computer. You know, like what an impressive thing you did. <laughs> it, yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah. Yeah, now I'm thinking not, when we were talking about Star Wars, we were saying like, oh, it'd be interesting if they did some like slow alien diplomacy for a while. Like we, they don't really do those stories much. Like like if this is going to be agents chasing agents, I want like some cat and mouse and and human activities. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily need everyone to be physically superhuman and exploding. Right. You know, like like how does the one <laughs> yeah. gray man catch the other gray man? Whatever those are, you know, right. tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what is is his name gray what is that they're like What's part going on of the there? same team of assassins that are called gray men i think uh, okay. he, chris evans has been dispatched to hunt down ryan gosling for betraying the organization although uh chris evans is clearly the mm-hmm. villain and ryan gosling is like i don't know trying to expose some sort of injustice or the inner machinations of this system of uh of, of power i guess i don't know it's very Okay, uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> that that's all fine. Yeah, it's, it's just... like it's like it's like the Again. 1995 Sylvester Stallone and Tony Banderas film uh, Assassins. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah is this is the like so like they should do a face off do... remake, right? Uh, yeah, they should. Antonio? Oh my god, who could? Yeah, you. Would, their bodies are exactly the same. <laughs> uh, it would. 
<laughs> but like I guess like there's a scene where he drops a grenade in this trailer. And if you watch the part where it jumps out the window, it's just so obviously CGI smoke and explosion coming out. It's stuff like that where it's like I'm not advocating for endangering stunt people, but like if you don't have much of a plot, uh, then the reason people are watching your action film is for the action. And if your action, mm. like if you can't even do, like there's a scene later where a car rams into another car and the car flips and it again looks so obviously like CGI. And it's like people do that for movies all the time. Just do it for real. You're making an action movie. That just, I don't know. It, it's the only thing that appeals to me in this trailer are the two lead actors. Mm. And they don't show them that much. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it'll be on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. They are just, uh, I can't imagine how I, much money they've spent. I think this is the most expensive project in, in Netflix history, I believe. I'm Until the next one. But yeah, right. I'm sure. Yeah, which makes sense. It's the Russo brothers there, you know. They did Extraction, yeah. which I'm sure did really well. Um, like I prefer the action in this next trailer, even if this next trailer <laughs> doesn't look like a good movie. It's a show. Uh, it's a show, Dave. Oh, we, get, we, get, we got a piping hot series coming up. Oh my god, I'm never gonna watch. <laughs> it's uh, it's the Terminal List. Yeah, it's Chris <laughs> Pratt playing a a seal, uh, a Navy Seal, not the animal. Yeah, uh, it could have been a seal. Alex, you pointed out something about this that's worth noting. Yeah, so I, I had never heard of this property, but apparently it's based on a book. And I started Googling it. I started Googling it because, like, the the trailer seemed really gross to me. Like, it seems like the plot is yeah. taking a, a veteran who has PTSD and then grafting some kind of qanon stuff on it. Like, saying, oh, he sees through the conspiracy in the government and, and everybody else is conspirator. And then Googling the book, it seems like it's conservative stuff. Like the there's a review I found where they do a bunch of excerpts of it, and one of the excerpts is like complaining that an admiral is too woke because they're trying to like uh, get promoted by diversifying the SEAL teams and and putting ladies on them, by having it's, women you know, on like the that. Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. go ahead the and audacity. List. Yeah, I'm gonna and go Chris ahead. Pratt seems to be a conservative, and so it, it would all line up, you know. I don't know. Yeah. So the writer of the book, Jack Carr, has appeared in several shows according to imdb i'm going to list them oh. the joe rogan experience three episodes the reuben report <laughs> three two times. episodes oh, no. tucker carlson tonight mm. one two three five episodes okay yeah. fox news primetime uh fox and friends and so on so yeah oh the adam carolla show yeah that's still so kind of uh bad. yeah he, yeah, it is that. It, it it's it. This seems like a. It's, a, it's there's a, nothing. It's really messed up to me. Like I'm I'm, legitimately upset about the plot that this thing is gonna have. It's it's Here's really like as I understand it, it's like a seal comes back from fighting, has what feels like PTSD, and then it seems like they're gonna credulously do a plot where. He can see through a conspiracy to the highest levels of a Democratic Party-ish U.S. government, yeah. right? Like, it's going to be a Benghazi wrong. thing. Like, that's the thing is, there's <laughs> all right. I I I have nothing, no problem with 
it's i mean conservatives it's, making art right yeah and even making art that is you know has a conservative message that's their fucking right yeah um but this does feel gross in what yeah. the i i fundamentally don't like the message because it's as you're pointing out here it's definitely QAnon shit <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's it's a toxic message because of where our country is. So yeah, you're. I think you're dead on. Tom, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I, judging by the excerpts that we've read, it's. I mean, it appears to be about uh, a, a a a false flag attack on uh, American soldiers designed to get a Man. Hillary Clinton analog in the White House. Yeah. Uh, right. So. <laughs> And the only way to stop it is for this uh, Navy SEAL uh, to <laughs> kill all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when people it's, when people I mean, say it's, like it's whatever, it's like every action movie, but it's it has this additional layer of grossness now with the, like you guys were saying with the state of the country right now and how it's clearly this oft repeated violent fantasy that a lot of QAnon conspiracy theorists have. Uh, yeah. It's just very obviously uh, wish fulfillment in a gross way. Uh, it's, right. it's, 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 a, it's a specific fan- fantasy that's that's uh, gross right now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. When people ask that, like, oh, why do some people suddenly don't like Chris Pratt? You know, like I've seen that where it's like, <laughs> what's with all the fucking hate against Chris Pratt? chris pratt it's stuff like this you know where it's yeah. like he, he he's in a lot of like family friendly shit or like like uh, but he uh, every now and then it's something like this that's like really gross aside from a lot of the personal life stuff it's just clearly he's like you know he's a little john voidy which means like you know i'll still watch anaconda but it's i'm very weary of him uh yeah for shit like this so like I do I I think when Chris Pratt shows up in something it's it's worth being like I'm going to look into that <laughs> cuz well, it it is a red flag. It's now. yeah, it's you know he's uh he supports a church that supports conversion therapy and hasn't right. hasn't denounced that at all. Right. Hasn't said anything about it at all. So it's like yeah, there's it, the suspicion is not coming out of no. It's not simply because Chris Pratt uh, is religious it, it is, an, or is an outspoken christian yeah or an outspoken conservative yeah. in a lot of ways it's not that it's it's a couple of specific things that are like that's alarming in a way right and again it's yeah. like conservative like themes and movies it's like that's fine but if we're defining that as a QAnon conspiracy to put in hillary clinton as president that's when it's like uh this isn't this this is something else uh or at least it again should be. I, that's so, yeah. just that's just what i've pieced together from the the stuff we've quickly read in preparation for this show yeah. so i don't know that that's actually what the i don't know that that's what the story is 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 100 percent about but man <laughs> it's given off it's given yeah. off those vibes it's given off real uncomfortable vibes that are just i don't know i don't know and, yeah and the and uh, like only other thing is like from just how the trailer plays it seems like they are using ptsd as kind of a toy or kind of a just like fun way to add a sci-fi layer to what they're doing and i i i I don't 
love that from an artist who doesn't take it like seriously. Like Slaughterhouse Five right. takes it seriously, but this this seems to just be like using it as a way to like make Chris Pratt's character brain foggy until he figures out the QAnon conspiracy later. There is, that's not yeah. okay. And th- there, th- that's also terrible message for people with PTSD. Well, and the right? guy, who, the guy who wrote it's a veteran, so it's like yeah, it's it, it yeah. There is a yeah. Uh, you you do question the responsibility of. of making a story about a soldier who comes home with what everyone is telling him is PTSD. And he has to ignore all of that and be like, no, I'm actually seeing this yeah. uh, conspiracy, conspiracy that I have to murder my way to the top to solve it. Yeah. A little irresponsible, especially, no, especially after like everything that happened <laughs> with like Chris Kyle, for instance. Yeah. 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 No, it, it is, it is wildly irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, we're probably we we are assuming a lot of this. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like the writer, mm, just five appearances yeah. on Tucker Carlson. As far as I'm concerned, that is enough for me. Where it's like, oh, if yeah. you're I'm willingly never, going never, on Tucker I'm never Carlson, watching or reading anything you create, if you've been on Tucker Carlson five times, five times, like voluntarily and not to like yell at him. Nope. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. In 2022. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, right. you knew. We can, yeah. You kn- Fuck this show. Yeah. We can move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck the show. Uh, let's talk about this next thing because this is interesting. Uh, Vengeance. Which one was uh, this? <laughs> written and directed. Oh. Written and directed and starring B.J. Novak. Right. Okay. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Now, see, this a real a... a real hero for a film is a podcaster, and what I think. Yes. <laughs> Is that <laughs> that should be more movies? I yeah, I love because this feels like it's it's kind of playing off of S Town, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Where and B J Novak, it's it's kind of perfect because I don't know anything about B J Novak as a as a human being, but like this is a very like it feels like a very funny, self aware kind of rib at this culture, uh, which is yeah, like sure. city people doing these podcasts. About a small down person, because that's the idea is it's a guy who says there's a conspiracy in my town and he goes there to like do a condescending podcast about the person. (laughs) Uh, And it turns out, no, there's a conspiracy. (laughs) And that's very funny. (laughs) And I mean, that's literally what happened with S-Town. Right. It was like the, well, the, the S-Town guy seemed like a crackpot. And then when they get there and start looking into it, you're like, oh, no, shit. No, these it really does seem like there is something here. <laughs> like, right. But of course, S-Town, yeah. without spoiling it, takes a sharp turn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this mm. is it's I like the initial premise, too, which is uh, his uh, BJ Novak's ex-girlfriend dies and he learns that like it was like for him like not a really relationship and then he learns that she was like talking about him all the time and the family wants to meet him and it's like (laughs) apparently she really like really played up the relationship and he didn't realize so everybody assumes they were really close uh i don't know it looks it looks fun right what do you guys think yeah, that, that wrinkle's really well chosen because otherwise he's more of a predatory character, just like stealing this town's stories and things. Like that, that, that makes it more of a human interesting story for sure. I yeah. think I think if it didn't have that aspect, I wouldn't be interested in it because it would just seem like it's the thing that it it is purporting to make fun of. You know, this sort of condescending idea of like, oh, let's go 
make an expose podcast series about these weirdos living in the country and it's like fuck you what do you think like like treat yeah. treat them like uh like curiosities almost like like they're going to the zoo you know what i mean right yeah, so there yeah. is something no, I... if it didn't have that addition initial if it didn't tell us right off the bat that bj novak's character is kind of a scumbag i would be kind of leery of this trailer uh yeah. yeah, I think he's absolutely going to be um, not a good guy. And they, I think that's they, going to be part of the point. They make it pretty clear in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wrote The Office and he, you know, he wrote for the he character of Ryan. He wrote himself to be so, a dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's something B.J. Novak enjoys doing. Um, I just wanted to, I would have been, hearing the premise on paper, I would have been concerned that the satire is pointing in the wrong direction, if you know what I mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it seems yeah. like it's correctly pointing at itself or this this i yeah so i yeah it's it's yeah yeah, it's taken a few shots at like you know texan culture too but like of course of course it it, it's one of those things that's like this is either going to be too oblivious in one way or the other or it's going to be really well done it's hard to tell from this trailer but Mm, from what i've seen this trailer it looks compelling you know yeah it's down Um, to execution for sure so yeah, Hopefully. and it's got Ashton Kutcher in there, Steve Jobs himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I point that out because I click on his IMDb, and his his official photo is him as Steve Jobs. Yep. Oh, uh, and he, lo- he looks very so funny smart, to me. Dave. He looks so smart yeah. when he's playing Steve Jobs. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Wicked smart. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, I got, I guess I got nothing against Ashton. I'm, I'm fine seeing him play a potentially villainous bozo in this yeah, movie doesn't he do a lot of work for like uh trafficking stuff i'm with, not uh, i i honestly don't know i don't know anything about him am, am i thinking of the right guy don't he's know. the one who's married uh, to uh mila, mila kunis, kunis right i know i know his marriage that's all i know yeah yep. i think they do a lot of good work there i again like all these guys I, cool. I i don't know i don't know their lives i don't know why i would why i would know their lives but um yeah this looks i don't know this looks like fun yeah 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 you know what else looks like fun dave this next trailer <laughs> oh my god okay so this next trailer is beast ah, with uh beast. idris elba hell yeah yeah i i can't wait to see this i am rooting for the lion oh <laughs> uh, really uh it's like ghost in the, it's uh, it looks like a modern day ghost in the darkness basically it's 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 uh, real quick just for the listeners it's idris elba taking his wife and daughter on a vacation to africa to meet up with his buddy charlto copley which right there if that's the foundation mm. of your vacation you got to expect some chaos yeah and copley is going to die right how could he not it seems like it but they keep showing they they show scenes in the movie like the initial thing is is they're they're out driving you know to look at some animals with copley and then uh he and idris get out of the the truck and then something happens and Idris runs back into the truck and the lions attacking the trucks are like okay there there this must be where copley gets iced but you see him later in that scene and like throughout the trailer so it's hard to tell but you would think assume he would definitely because that's the whole point it's like quint getting killed in jaws then brody who doesn't know what he's doing on the water has to take over and that seems to be like the similar Mm -hmm dynamic that they're setting up in this movie is idris is a he doesn't really know you know he's just like a city person he doesn't know what what to do about a fucking lion um I, and now so they're stuck is he in a city situation. person it seems like they're it talking seems about like it, it seems it seems like he's in over his head 
he is. He yeah. he seems to be a widower, and they talk about the mom and or like he clearly went with the mom there before because he doesn't think right. where it's like, she oh, was a for, she was a photographer. That's right. Like his there right. his like widow was like a nature photographer or something. That's true. Uh, but but it, does, yeah. it does still seem like they're leaning on the idea that he's in over his head. He's out of his element. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like I, with a lot of movies, I'll. I'll It'll either be really reminding me of something else in a bad way or really reminding me of something else in a good way. And that just seems like Jaws with a lion in a good way. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'd watch it. Sure. Oh, yeah. It, it looks fucking, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm just saying I'm still rooting for the lion because, like, imagine <laughs> if, uh, you know, a family came into your house. That's true. And then you were, like, trying to get them out and they're like, oh, man, right. we got to kill this guy. But it's just like, it's the lion's a, house. I don't know. That's true. I have a powerful rejoinder for you, Dave. If you guys sure. if you guys noticed in the final few frames of this trailer, Idris Elba punches the lion in the face. <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah. That's so good. That's so, so good. How you can root against Idris in this situation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I look, I want it to end like the Matrix. I want it to be a truce. That's true. I will say, I stood up when I saw the end of this trailer. I was like, fuck yeah, beat his ass. It's like a couple frames Punch where that he punches lion. that line. <laughs> yeah. No, it's same with Ghost in the Darkness, where I'm like, ah, I don't know, stay out of the lion's fucking house. Yeah. Uh, they're lions. Like, you, mm. you came here. Uh, like, Jaws, that motherfucker kept showing up at, in, in like, you know, the, the neutral zone between shark and, and man. <laughs> right, and it's like, lines. yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you know, kids, like, we're going to go out there and get you. Uh, but yeah, like they, this lion, they, he's they minding his own business. They, sh- they should have really done a, like a red dragon twist at the end of Jaws where Brody comes home and the shark is fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. Yeah. Are you coming to my house? Well, here I am. <laughs> Shark's just at his house. <laughs> with a couple of dudes yeah. not other sharks but like dudes yeah, from like boston henchmen yeah. he's hired yeah. <laughs> uh, oh shit so beast yeah i yeah, mean cool. i am into it yeah yeah also i some people might complain i'm glad this is a hundred percent cgi lion don't need to bring a real lion yeah, into on, this. Yeah, just what it's. We keep oh. talking about Jaws. They don't. There's a couple of shots yeah. of a real shark, but that's all. A, the rest of it's just a weird robot in that movie. Like, right? Why, why are we do, gonna? Why are we gonna put an animal through this? They did lightly torment a shark. I'm sure you know this, Tom. Yeah. To get the Richard Dreyfus in the cage shots, they put a little person in a cage next to a great white shark. The shark then got caught in the cage. Uh, and they wrote it into the movie because it was such dramatic, uh, yeah, uh, like such a dramatic footage. And the shark got out, and it was fine. But they lightly annoyed a shark. Yeah, I'm just Which, saying. I'm just saying you can still make a classic movie without absolutely harassing an animal. Yeah, uh, this is the director of Two Guns. Remember Two Guns? I do. No, I don't. The Mark Wahlberg Denzel Washington team up. Mm-hmm. that set the box office on fire back in 2013 i think <laughs> he also did uh the deep which d- not not anything we know called the deep isn't there a movie called the deep you just told uh, me there is what it, oh, okay what the, what the fuck director kind of, of sorcery everest. is this Dave? everest director of everest with jason clark oh if that helps i mean wow now there's the a movie ti- make, all the make titles jason of this clark person's movies are just brief and dangerous like, yeah yeah <laughs> 
Oh, shit, his two name guns. Is... You know, like, look out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Fun. laughs> there are words that imply peril. <laughs> and occasionally a number. Because yeah. it's going to be a beast. Oh, shit. Two beasts. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, his name is Baltazar Cormacor. I'm, I'm fucking up no. that last name. No, it's not. Uh, he's from Iceland. Impossible. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. He looks like a cool guy. Yeah. Like, just looking at him, I'm like, I'd hang out with this guy with Baltazar. Uh, all right. I think the, the, well, ultimate, the, the ultimate lesson here is to don't go on a destination vacation with Charlotte Copley. Of course he's not. not yeah, gonna yeah, take, he's you? not going to take you anyplace safe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of battling nature, uh, the next trailer is oh, for Man yes. versus Bee. Oh, yes. And our, and our, bee, is... our bee references at the beginning come full circle. Yep. <laughs> so I just learned something extremely disturbing about this. Mm. And maybe you guys already knew. So this looks like Mouse Hunt, right? Yeah, with a bee. It's, right. It's a bee, oh, sure. so it's different. Yeah. Which is, I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that could work for a movie. This is a series. That's too much. That's too long. Yeah. No. That's too what? long. There's multiple episodes <laughs> of this? It that says doesn't make sense. TV series. That is, I refuse to believe that's true. <laughs> okay. Now I'm not excited. When I thought if it was a 90 minute movie on Netflix, I was like making yeah. plans to see it. It Okay. So this is, okay, wow. hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm so confused. Hold on. It says TV series, 10 minutes. Was this a Quibi so, situation? I don't know what I'm looking at anymore. It's a Quibi refugee who was it, Was like, it a, a Quibsitch? I don't, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Also, know. hold on. <laughs> what's happening? Am I having a stroke? Uh, the description says, Man B is an ordinary homeless man looking for work. So does that mean his I'm name sorry, is Man B? I'm sorry, his name is Man B? What's okay. going on? Are we dead? I think we've died. Here, is, it was, is, is here's this... what I'm learning. The, whoever made this trailer is a genius. Because the yes. trailer yeah. looked really, really fun and like a movie. And everything you've said since then sounds bad. So yeah. I don't know what to do. I, it still is hopefully cool. Because I like Rowan Atkinson yeah. and it seems like fun and silly. Every it's, additional bit of knowledge you drop on us is terrible. Yeah. It's, it's the director of Johnny English Strikes Again. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's listed as TV series short. Uh, I, I just don't know what to do anymore. Um, Jesus Christ. And then it says Rowan Ackerson wrote a number of unknown episodes. They're doing episode. So is it a series? Is it like a movie that they split up into a series of 10 minute shorts or something? What's happening? It's a quibby. It's a quib sitch. I'm telling you. Maybe it, yeah, oh. maybe it was made for quibby and then they were like, shit. What are we going to do with this? Maybe okay, Rowan this is... was just bored during lockdown. Yeah, this a deadline article says it is nine episodes of between 10 and 20 minutes. Okay. That doesn't make any sense for this. Just, yeah, just make a movie. That's I madness. Think yeah, I think it's a movie split up. That's madness. Yeah. It's the, it's it the madness like a... of one man fighting a bee. Yeah. Yeah. Which, how hard could that be? <laughs> I said B, but like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I'm gonna watch this. I guess I don't know. What do we do? 
I mean, op- the only other option is not watch it, and that's just not feasible to me. Right. It's yeah. uh, how could we not how could watch I not this? watch this? Because <laughs> the it's like here's what I was most excited about. You're, it seems like you're combining the physical comedy of Rowan Atkinson in Mr. Bean with like the getting mad about stuff of Rowan Atkinson in Blackadder. Right. So that would be really exciting. Right. But it, I, everything I've learned is confusing. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to think, uh, except that I'm Yeah. I think we're required by law to watch it. Uh, all right. Should we move on? Yeah. I'm, what do we I'm do? Lost. Should we, st- should we stop the show? All right. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, we can't because the final trailer is, uh, which this came out like the Friday, last Friday, right when our last episode came out. Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, Mm. directed by George Miller. Yep. Uh, This is is based on a short story about a djinn, as you can tell from the trailer. It's uh, a lady finds a djinn. That's Idris Elba. Yeah, until uh, when, a giant Idris Elba, yeah. not uh, fighting a, a, a lion in this one. No, he could. Uh, he's so large, Dave. He's so big in this. Right, and she sort of does the thing we'd all probably do, which is like, wait a second. There's literally never been a story where this works out, except for one, and that was Aladdin. So, what's your game? And and that <laughs> seems to be it. It it seems to follow the history of the djinn as well. Yeah, from what I can a lot tell, of, a lot of the, the trailer looks like a lot of flashbacks and a lot of real trippy magic visuals. Obviously, because he's a genie, he can kind of warp reality however he sees fit. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks. I mean, I've been excited about this since I first heard about it. Uh, it looks great. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm into any George Miller movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like so, just happy yeah. to see that uh and the, the the initial reviews i've heard from people who have seen it is that it's undeniably a film directed by the same guy who made babe pig in the city oh that's amazing Great. so oh yeah uh, yeah i mean if he I, wanted to do this story when he can kind of do any story at the moment as i understand it it's probably great yeah it's probably really good yeah yeah, because he's doing Furios after this, and then Mad Max: The Wasteland, which is announced. He is George Miller is living the dream, right? Honestly, like, he is, yeah. Because Fury Road came out seven damned years ago, and when that came out is when he sort of like as soon as that movie hit, it was basically like like Alex was just saying, you can make anything you want right now. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I'm gonna wait seven years and make a genie movie <laughs> about giant Idris <laughs> Cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not. Yeah, this isn't unusual. I mean, he's made. Yeah, he's he did, always made the Witches of Eastwick. Yeah, uh, like he's done. Really, he's he's all over the place, mm-hmm. all over yeah. the place. Uh, Lorenzo's oil, like what the fuck? And so it's like this combination. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's mostly a combination of children's films and Mad Max films, and this is just. I'm I'm glad he's not exclusively doing those two things although i do want a third babe a third happy feet yeah yeah i'd rather have a third babe yeah um let's get james cromwell back in it let's let's do it uh didn't Didn't they like for what's that oh didn't (laughs) you said james cromwell didn't he like 
glue himself to a table as a protest or something? I heard that. Sure. Yeah, he, he sure, sure did. did Alex. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good <laughs> Cromwell. Cromwell. Uh, he follows me on Twitter. Yeah, he does. Uh, and I, I don't know why. Oh, uh, it's because you did the Chrome yeah, Watch segment on him. You know? Probably, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and remember how they sort of write him out of Pig in the City? Like, doesn't he get into an accident? Yeah, he, and fall, it's like he falls down him? the fucking well. Yeah. See, I want <laughs> I want Babe 3, and I want them to spend that Cromwell money and, and you know, yeah, get, give us the Babe 3 we deserve, is what I'm saying. Also, he's super uh, put tall. He space. would just get out of a well. That doesn't make any sense. Right. right. He would simply step out of the well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie looks out of control. Yeah, it looks great. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, yeah awesome. I don't even... Yeah, fucking Idris Elba. If uh, I want him in a Mad Max now. I want him in I mean, uh, every George Miller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really that seems might. plausible this way. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, yeah, this is, man, this looks like a lot of fun. I don't know what it's going to be. I just know that I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's, I don't need, to, the, the trailer doesn't give you too much outside of the basic story of Tilda Swinton's found this genie and he's telling her a bit about himself, I guess, or showing her flashbacks. There's not much details revealed in it. It's like mostly purely visual and just the concept of what the movie is and who's making it. And that is more than enough for me to be 100% right. on board. Uh, this comes out in August. I need it to come out tomorrow. Mm. Like that's what I want, right? I need Is to for be them watching to be like, it right way, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to know anymore. Um, well, shucks, we're on to news stories. Oh, well, we should uh, probably thanks the producers first, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, big thank you to Chester's Profit. Thank you so much. Thank you to definitely not Daniel Del Toro. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. I yeah, sure do. Thank you to Bob Grenville. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you so much. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Happy Ed, 209. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, let me take over here. Uh, thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Beautiful. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank, thank you to Manischewitz Maltov says economic solidarity is the path to paradise, comrades. Thank you. Thinking of E.T. and the extravagant terrestrial. Thinking of Cody Johnston's time machine noise. Mm. Thinking of Pete Forpagel. Thank you. Thinking of Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. And thinking of pre-order Jason Pargent's new book, pre-orders are super important. Thank you. Um, before we get to the ones written, uh, new season is True Detective with Jodie Foster. Uh, Tom, as you told me, Tigers Are Not Afraid, uh, director? Yes, the writer-director Tigers, Tigers Are Not Afraid is, uh... That is um, overwhelmingly awesome. Let me make sure I get her name correct. Yeah. Uh, Issa Lopez. Issa Lopez. That is so fucking exciting. Uh, Alex, did you watch any True Detective? I remember I watched the first season, and I think I liked it less than other people, but it was pretty cool. And then yeah, the second season, I, I liked a little more than other people, but still not very much. And then I stopped. That's fine. I like them all. Um, Jodie Foster in A True Detective is just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, that would work. Uh, yeah. She's, you know. The, the tone of Tigers Are Not Afraid, like the tone and theme of that is like a perfect fit for the tone and theme of True Detective, too. So Yeah. 
I want every scene for her to be thwarted by um, someone turning off the lights with uh, <laughs> with night vision goggles. <laughs> with night vision goggles, it just keeps happening. On Man, her. if James Gum, if fucking, <laughs> <laughs> if he shows up, if he shows up in this. <laughs> Yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> if, Ted, yeah. if Ted Levine just is randomly in a cameo in the show, it was so good. Uh, She's so a good. great big fat version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just like ah, for fuck's oh, sake! God damn it! Um, what but other like, news? It's like how three thousand oh. years of longing. It seems like there's a character who's read genie stories at a genie story, like just throughout True Detective with Jodie Foster. She's like, I don't know. I've just seen Silence of the Lambs like a hundred times. I'm really familiar yeah. with the material, so this reminds yeah. me of that I, again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know all the tricks. Yeah, or, yeah, I'm just a big fan of it as a person. I'm not the person from it. <laughs> I know I'm you've got different night person goggles somewhere in this house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, other, other stories, they're making a live action speed racer series from JJ Abrams, which I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, the, uh, w- w- Wachowski's is as good as a version, a live action version of speed racers you're going to get. And boy, that movie doesn't really work. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm also seeing. Sorry, there's another story that he might be getting fired from yep, Warner Brothers. I was about to bring that up. That is he, so. Wait, he's DJ Abrams. Abrams has one of those which they don't do very much uh, anymore uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, has one of those nice, lucrative overall deals, I believe, uh, right. with Warner, and he's just not making anything like. What was the last J.J. Abrams movie you can think of? Right. Uh, I guess uh, Rise of Skywalker. Right. Like he's uh, not like he's he's had yeah. his name uh, attached to some other things like um, Lovecraft Country. Um, I, I think he right. was attached to. Um, I. Everybody knows my view of J.J. Abrams as yeah. as a as a storyteller. I'm starting to wonder if he's one of those guys who's like middle management. Where it's like the jump to conclusions guy, yeah. where they realize like, oh, you don't, you just stick your name on things and you don't actually do anything. Uh, I don't know. That's a cynical view, but you know. I mean, like his last original property was Super Eight. Like that was right. his last like original project that he did. Right. So I get a feeling uh-huh. like he doesn't add much to it. And Discovery, or sorry, Warner Brothers just merged with Discovery. Right. And there seems to be like someone's Mary Pop Poppy Mar- Mary Poppinsing them, like because they're dropping a lot of stuff. They're saying like we're not going to do another Fantastic Beasts. So like clearly someone was like, oh, and what's this guy doing? And <laughs> nobody had an answer. Mm-hmm. And they're it's, like, okay, let's drop him. Like, yeah, the issue is it's this huge investment, and they've not seen any return on. It. Like conversely. Like Ryan Murphy and Shonda Rhimes both got huge deals at Netflix and Ryan Murphy's cranked out a lot that has been fine to not great. Shonda Rhimes, I think, has I think it's just on Bridgerton, but Bridgerton's like the hugest thing on Netflix. So it's like they're like, you're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you can see like two other people who got like the same, if not very similar deals and have produced things. And J.J. Abrams hasn't done anything. With all this yeah. money. So I could see, yeah, like a new person uh, coming in and looking at the books and being like, why are we giving this guy $250 million? What's he doing? 
Like, right. That's a lot of money we're giving this guy. <laughs> What's he doing? Like, well, he has really good weed. And it's like, all yeah. right, let's get rid of him. Or however much <laughs> money it, it was. But yeah, that's, yeah, there's a lot of this going on at Warner Brothers. <laughs> and I don't know that a live action Speed Racer series is the answer. <laughs> This maybe this is like what he just threw out because yeah. they're like, listen, <laughs> it's like we're panicking. looking at your contract. Like panicking yeah. in the room. <laughs> yeah, what he other, had just watched the Wachowski one last night. <laughs> I don't know, it, man. And I know it's TV, but like Shonda Rhimes and um, and Ryan Murphy are making like new stuff, right? Like this would just be yeah. the Speed Racer property, and and J.J. Abrams says he can like sprinkle whatever dust he has on it or something. But like, yeah, like right. Shonda Rhimes made like that Anna Delvey show in Bridgerton and like 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 came up with stuff. You know, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and that is clearly the issue with J.J. Abrams is like mm-hmm. he whenever he's whenever someone's like, all right, make a movie, it it's Star Wars. It's the new Star Wars <laughs> that everybody hated. Yeah. And then he's like, what if we made a live action Speed Racer? And it's like, great, we could have designed an algorithm to tell us that like that yeah, we like were already we were already thinking about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're just saying what if we remake a thing and it's like yeah no shit buddy so yeah I, it really doesn't i don't know uh he's obviously way more powerful and has more money than us uh but like i just mm. i i have not seen his value for a, for a guy as a storyteller yeah, in a, a very long time for a guy who 10 years ago everybody was ringing the bell that he was the next spielberg boy he hasn't produced much yeah and it doesn't feel yeah. like i haven't heard any stories of things he has produced where they're like yeah jj was the idea <laughs> man he was always he was the person doing all the stuff you yeah. know like it's just i'm not i'm not seeing it yep um and good mike for him. myers Get paid making money excellent yeah yeah hell yeah yeah, <laughs> Mike Myers uh, said he would do a Shrek movie every year. Alex, yeah. you pointed some stuff out here. Yeah, there's because uh, the the story here, like you know, it's from Variety, and I think the headline. Let's see, the headline is Mike Myers Shrek is a quote dramatic role, and quote I'd be thrilled to do one Shrek film a year, but then like the actual quote in the story is if I had to do one Shrek a year, I'd be thrilled. Which is way different. That's more saying, like, Shrek is great. I'm not pushing for us to do, like, what Dan Aykroyd wanted to do with Ghostbusters, where it's a whole universe all the time. I just, like, Mm -hmm. really value that character. And if I was given the task of making him all the time, I'd be pretty happy. Which is way different. Yeah, honestly. Very chill. If I I was in a Shrek movie every year, I'd be into it, too. Yeah. Like, that's not... Yeah, Yeah, I feel the same way. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure sure all of them would be, as much money as that makes. Um, But, yeah, this is... We sort of got attuned to this doing uh, quick fix at crack, Dave. Is we identified this as a as a sort of game that they'll play with headlines. Oh, for uh, sure. Where uh, somebody yeah. will just ask them, "Would you be interested in ever doing a Shrek sequel?" And then his response is, "Yeah, sure. I'd love to do. Sh- I do Shrek every year. It's really easy. It's great. I love doing it." And then that becomes Mike Myers wants to do a Shrek every year. Right. Exactly. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah. But also, and they've been, yeah, it's, you know, they've been even if he said, him, yeah. even if he was like, I want to do a Shrek every year, I would say, sure. <laughs> Let him do a right, Shrek on, every like, year. On, yeah, why not? Honestly, yeah. Like, who's True. stopping him? Who, who's like saying no Shreks? Like, people fucking love Shrek. Like, yeah. Yeah, either ironically or unironically, Shrek gets matter. around. <laughs> it really doesn't. Ironic so like, bucks spend the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, fuck it. 
keeps him out of making the love guru so you know yeah i've heard the pen- him, I've, I've, I've heard his new thing the pentaverit is is actually not that bad oh wow yeah That's because nobody heard. it just oh. it passed everybody by yeah i watched the first episode and it oh, had and? like some, it, it had some pretty fun jokes the the, the nice. most fun joke was that uh canada is at a lower resolution than the united states like life in canada <laughs> is lower res and then when they cross the border it's it's sharper that was pretty fun that is, is pretty that fun. Is pretty I like funny. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I it's, mean, Mike Myers. You I know, know he's a little. Yeah. It's yeah. Obviously, he's he's a very funny guy and he's very talented. It's just man, after the Love Guru, which is just the. <laughs> it's not good. The biggest race, most racist turd of a movie. I have not seen yeah. that. Yeah. It's, he's a, he's it, is, a... it is a, astonishingly bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird to say he's a man of a different time because that time was the '90s. So it's like he's not like my like he's not like a racist grandfather, but like he, I guess what I'm saying is that I feel like Mike Myers his his comedy never really evolved, and that's you know that happens a lot of comedians that happens. Uh, and I know he, there's going to be an Austin Powers four, or at least there might be. Uh, he's probably still has some jokes in him is my point which is like yeah a lot of his stuff got dated um i haven't seen love guru either but boy did that look racist as hell uh isn't ben kingsley in that just doing dave i've got a uh, a shocking piece of information for you that will perfectly explain to everyone listening uh, exactly what kind of film the love guru is yeah you have seen the love guru we watched it together no Mm -hmm. i haven't seen the love guru Mm -hmm. We watched it at your house. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain protected me from that it fact. It sure did. I'm looking uh-huh. at the cast. Holy shit. So Ben Kingsley, I, I think I've seen his scene, which felt very racist, if I recall. Uh, but I, I don't remember it too much. Jessica Alba, Jessica Simpson, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake, John Oliver, mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert, Jim Gaffigan, Daniel Tosh, Vernon Tro- Troyer, uh, Kanye West. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus sure. fucking Christ. Um, all right, I guess we'll have to watch The Love Guru, mm. Tom. <laughs> so I can though, forget. Dave. We've done So that. I can forget, yeah. <sighs> Ugh. <laughs> what were we talking about? Where am I? We were talking about Mike Myers saying he wants to do a Shrek every year. Listen, oh, that's right. that's it. That's the end of the news stories. I feel like we can move on now. Okay. Um, we'll thank some more producers then. <laughs> Big thank you to the Midnight Patron with patrons at midnight. Thank you so thank much. You to, thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew, the proud Satanist. How? Hail Satan. Thank you to, thank you to Vincent. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootleson. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you so much. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Norm. Norm. Thank you to Space McNulty. Oh, always. Uh, let me jump in here. Thank you to your mom. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Follow Marina on Twitch and Patreon at Heartfist Brain McGuire. Thank, Thank you to you. AJ. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank, Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank, Thank you to you. Aaron Burser. Thank, Thank you. you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thanks. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Defoe's confusingly large dick chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. 
Thank you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Dave. Dave. No. I we've, no. We've arrived at the at the time of the episode. I don't want it to end. At the portion of the episode, Dave. <laughs> um, in which I ask you a question. All right. And that question is, Dave, have yeah. you seen the love guru? <laughs> No, no. Sorry, no. That's, Hard that's no. wrong. That's wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the question is: Do you have a movie that deserves more hype that is not the Love Guru? Yeah, I guess I do. Oh, uh, what luck, Alex! Yeah. I'm so happy you're here to, to witness this. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Alex, I was looking. I was trying to look for a movie that was a little more your taste, and uh, oh. I don't know. This might be your taste. Nailed it. But I know. I know you're not like you right. don't you you don't. As long as I've known you, I've never seen you like be like, oh, I love horror movies. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you found a, the trailer to James Bond 26. Folks, it's coming. <laughs> they cast somebody, and uh, it's yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> but, Timothy yeah, this is Dalton a horror movie. Is back! <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. This is, called, this is called The Passenger, folks. The Passenger. This is a horror comedy from Spain. Uh, it's coming out on VOD June 28th. Uh, one review called it a near perfect combination of the faculty meets Shaun of the dead, which is funny to me because you think they say body snatchers invasion of the body snatchers, but they chose the faculty, which is just funny to me because it's, it's, it's a pod person movie. It seems like I've also seen a review Mm. comparing it to Sam Raimi, which is always a good thing. Uh, it's about, so apparently in other countries, uh, I was vaguely aware of this. Uh, they have services that are like Uber or Lyft, but for long distances where you can kind of like hire a person with a car oh. to drive you somewhere. For like, um, a, like a day, like a six or seven hour drive? Yeah, I guess. And it's pretty common. It's a pretty common thing everywhere but here. Huh. Uh, and so that's what this is about. It's a, it's a bunch of strangers in a van going on a, on one of these trips and the driver is like, uh kind of a shitty dude he's like i guess very like misogynist and like you know a fool and the all the passengers are women so things don't you know go well between them uh and then they encounter a woman in the middle of the road or i think they hit one or something uh and it it turns out to be they also find wreckage and it turns out to basically be pod person aliens but in this van uh the trailer is very stylized i saw a lot of praising of the cinematography a lot of wonders again compared to sam raimi uh and compared to yeah Shaun of the dead and all this style um but out of spain so it's basically like a horror comedy dealing with pod people in this van on this like road trip where the group have to learn to work together uh, a lot of practical effects a lot of goo uh i don't know it looks interesting what do you guys think it, it it seemed like a Sam Raimi type of thing. Yeah, and and thank you for for seeking something for me. And it, it does look fun. It's a it seems like a Spanish from Spain horror movie with that wackiness and like you know people are getting eaten and absorbed by aliens, but it's fun. It's a cool thing. Yeah, it's 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 very like like gross effects, right? Gross yeah, practical effects. That's what it looks like. I'm definitely getting the Edgar Wright Sam Raimi vibe from it. It looks fun. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it. Um, it. It's hard because a lot of that, the movies from other countries that go with that vibe 
sometimes it feels like a pale imitation, but this, but I've also seen a lot of good ones. Um, what's that movie? Grabbers comes to mind. Uh, that felt very like Shaun of the Dead. That was the one with the aliens where if you're drunk, they can't attack you or something. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's a very fun premise. And I remember that being enjoyable. So, yeah, this this looks like it, it could be very enjoyable. And, again, it's called The Passenger. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's it's so far it's getting pretty good reviews. A little mixed. Um, it's at festivals right now. But again, it's it's in U.S. theaters June third. But I think it's very like it says limited. Yeah, you say VOD on June twenty eighth, so later in the month it'll be yeah. on demand. So that's pretty soon. Yeah. All right, hmm. I can watch The Passenger pretty soon. Yeah, not as soon as the new <laughs> Minecraft up, update, which uh, they just they just dropped on us, Tom. Oh, it's coming wow. out in like a week and a half. Oh man, they just dropped yeah. it on you like like the Love Guru, huh? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Very excited for that too. So that's my other plug. <laughs> it's the other thing that deserves more hype is the Minecraft. The Minecraft update. update yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you man. meant the Love Guru for a second. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the upgrade. That's the, the the update. Actually, they're adding the Love, the love Guru to Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> no, last. they're adding the. Listen, they're adding the Warden, which is going to be like a really creepy boss mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. And a bunch of new blocks that will make really good new, like, redstone circuits. Uh, so, yeah, everybody look out for that. Okay. It's Minecraft. Okay. Mine- okay. Google Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a sewed. We've done it. Woo! Woo! Alex. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. I'll, it's always great. And and thanks for saying some nice... Uh, <laughs> I'm lost for words. Thank you for saying such nice things about my podcast. But of just course. always yeah, great th- to be here. And uh, thank what you so much time. for being on. Okay. Yeah, any anytime yeah. you want to come on, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. genuinely I, I listen to your podcast all the time when I need like a pick me up. Uh, it's Thanks. just a it's comforting, nice podcast. So people should check it out. What was that podcast again? Secretly, incredibly fascinating. And uh, then is there anything over to Fox Mulder is a maniac and everything great here? It's really good. Sure. Uh, anything else you want to tell the world? Anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, I've been I've been writing monthly columns for one nine hundred hot dog, and that's been really fun. Oh, it's a really good yeah. comedy website. Yeah, one nine hundred yeah. hot dog. Just look it up. Yeah, look it up. Google that and Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the Love Guru. <laughs> and the Love Guru. And Shre- uh, hashtag one Shrek a year. Hashtag forever Shrek. <laughs> Uh, Dave, tell Mike Myers stuff. forces Hollywood to do Shrek <laughs> movies. <laughs> Craziest framing in the world. Oh my God! So he's I just love... a nice guy. He said he liked love... the project and would do more of it. That's all he said. I do like the version where he holds Hollywood, Hollywood hostage, hostage yeah. in like a studio, and he's like, "All right, everybody, call Eddie Murphy. We're doing a Shrek. <laughs> I want Eddie Murphy here right now." <laughs> uh a shrek under duress that's what it would be called um i was uh tom you wanted me to plug i want you to say some things about our about our stuff (laughs) so we can end this episode dave all right all right all right we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed you go on there you get exclusive podcasts for just five dollars a month like tom and jeff watch batman fox Mulder is a maniac star trek the next futurama and spiel boys we watch movies with our patrons every friday night uh that's the night that this episode comes up 
you know, you get a hype cast, and then that night you get to watch movies with us. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and we have a bunch of other podcasts and stuff. So check us out. You should rate us or uh, on on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The end. <laughs> We also have a store. Head over to GameFlanEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, uh, all sorts of things. So check that out. And that's yeah. it. That's all. That's all you have to do. Woo! Woo! <laughs> USA. All right. USA. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.